Hi, this is Lindy, the creator and host of Lindy's Audio Cafe, a podcast focused on positive and thought-provoking stories. Life gets busy, and in the race for happiness, we sometimes forget it's often the smaller things in life that truly matter. My podcast is focused on the stories that don't make tabloids, the basics that make you smile, the kindness of people who help make the world a better place. Yeah, we need a bit more of that. But before we get started, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss future episodes. Thanks for listening. Well, hello there. Welcome to Lindy's Audio Cafe. It's Lindy here, and I'm absolutely delighted to be back in the podcast chair once again today. It's a beautiful day here on Vancouver Island. Good day to be having a podcast. And uh, before we get started, just a very quick note about me here. My actual name is Linda Lieberman, and I was born and raised in the Yukon Territory here in Canada. However, I now live in the beautiful Comox Valley. Yeah, right here on Vancouver Island. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. I do have a lot of listeners from all over the world. So I would like to extend a very hearty welcome to each and every one of you who's joined us here today. It's really great to have you here with us. Uh, I've been super excited about this episode coming up. I was thinking about it all weekend because today I've got a really cool guest who's joining me here today. And she is a cool lady. She really is. She's a Comox Valley comedian. She moved here from Vancouver approximately four years ago. And yeah, if you live here, a lot of us have been seeing her around in a lot of the shows on Vancouver Island, up and down the island, in the valley. Uh, she's a pretty cool comedian. And that kind of feels like we all know her. So my, why don't we just get started? And I'm going to give a big hearty welcome to Sid Bozell. Hi, Sid. Hi, Lindy. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's quite a mouthful. I'm a yakker, right? <laughs> oh, boy. You're very, so, ch- you're very chipper for so early in the morning. I know. I'm always chipper in the morning. Then catch me mm. on the couch at seven o'clock at night. And it's like, and then okay. I'm somewhere. And so I, I'm an early bird, not a night owl. <laughs> mm. okay. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, comedy has made me quite a night owl because I can, especially now on the island, I get home pretty late from gigs because I travel so much. So, um, yeah, I'm often up for a while after a show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing a lot because it, it, I was looking back, it was a year ago, just over a year ago when you came on mm-hmm. the show last year. And you had joined me with the troop from the Hot Flash Comedy. And so much has happened in that year. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. everywhere I turn around, it's Sid Bozell, Sid Bozell, Sid Bozell. It's like Sid is everywhere. Mm-hmm. You feel yeah. that way? Do you feel like you've it been fe- everywhere? <laughs> it feels that way. It definitely feels that way. Yeah. It's funny because I get recognized here. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Is that a good thing, though? Are you in hot water? Well, no, I'm not. I, you know, it makes me have to wear, you know, wash my hair and wear mascara everywhere now. <laughs> and it means you have to behave or not behave. It's true. It's true. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Can I tell you something funny that happened to me? Sure. Um, I was out hiking at uh, Seal Bay and a couple of women were at an intersection in the in the trails and uh and one of them recognized me and she was really excited she said oh, I feel like we know you my friends and I have seen you twice and we love you so much and please keep doing what you're doing we really support what you're doing and I was so touched and it was so sweet my friend that was with me was like yeah 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 you know and um and uh and I said, yeah, you know, it happens sometimes. Costco, whatever, people say, hey, you're that comedian. So, and people are very gracious and, you know, tell me sometimes how my my material has touched their hearts or their lives or whatever. And so the, and the, then the very next day after this lady was very, oh, she told me um, she was uh, going to have lunch with her friends and seen me with her. And she was... Um, they're going to be so jealous that she had met me in person and without them. So the next day I'm at the gym and this woman walks up to me and she looks like she's going to be, try to be discreet. And she's, she sort of leans into my ear and she says, hi. And I thought, okay, here we go again, right? Like this is somebody who's going to talk about that. And she told me, you have some toilet paper hanging out of your waistband. <laughs> 
Isn't that the funniest thing oh, in the world? Oh my gosh. And you didn't offer to autograph that, I hope. No. <laughs> oh my God. I was absolutely oh, no. mortified. And it was so funny because I thought, oh yeah, I'm all of that, you know. And then this just knocked me right down to earth. <laughs> that is too funny oh my oh, god yeah. and then when you left afterwards thinking i wonder if she recognized me do you think she knew oh, who i totally, was totally totally yeah. totally i was just mortified. that is so <laughs> but you see you could have covered that up and you could have said i do that on purpose just for yeah. laughs to see what people yeah, are gonna just say to yeah just to see who's, who's my real friend yeah that would tell oh me that is oh my god so that funny, is man. too funny and yeah. you gotta laugh about life's embarrassing oh moments because stuff oh. like that happens and uh, I think that's happened to a few people I know in the Vancouver sure. airport maybe oh really <laughs> oh my god many 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 years ago so oh you know th things can happen to people and you oh have to god. laugh when stuff happens because I mean stuff's just gonna happen right yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah, you just gotta so make the best of it yeah, so funny so funny, oh man. boy yeah. there you go so you're still a star just being a star in your own way that day <laughs> Drawing attention to myself. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, that's so, so funny. So speaking of that, speaking of drawing attention to yourself, you hit the big stage this last year too. I think mm. it was shortly after the podcast. I'm mm. flipping through TV and what the heck? Sid's on TV. Yeah, yeah. Canada's got talent. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to tell anybody that I was on it, yeah. you know, until closer to the date that it was going to air. So yeah, I think that was October. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was pretty neat. That was a good experience. Hey, that was. Yeah, it was, was really cool. cool. Yeah, it was and really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot of guts. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thanks. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm finally in the position where I can actually do this. I had wanted to do it for a long time, but, um, uh, now, um, now I'm, I guess, retired, <laughs> mostly retired from my day job. And so I can do this for a while, um, if circumstances permit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So did you mm -hmm. ever envision this is where you would end up at this point in your life? Did you ever think, you know, when I'm close to retirement, I'm going to be funny, or I am funny already, but now people are going to know how funny I am and I'm going to share it. Did you ever think that's where you would be? I'll, I'll tell you that I have always wanted to do comedy on TV. Like mm -hmm. I've watched uh, Just for Laughs and uh, and uh, watched those comedians who many of them I know now, right? And uh, And I think, oh man, I really want to do that. So I actually, last Thursday... Um, I actually did an audition for for Just for Laughs wow. um, in Victoria at Heckler's Comedy Club. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, I mean, I mean, there's you know they scout thousands of comics and and everything, but yeah, I really, really want to do that. Like, I feel like that would be like one of the coolest things ever. Like being on Canada's Got Talent was super cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So I'm just thinking about all the things that you've done and what happens now. You've got a lot of stuff on the go right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what drives you? Like how mm. do you how, how do you become funny? <laughs> how do you how do you come up with I shouldn't maybe maybe can't give it away. How do you come up with content? But how, how do you find fun? Like how do you create this kind of stuff? What motivates you to be funny? Well, I think that now that I've been doing comedy for about 10 years, it's definitely always part of my thought process um, that I write stuff um, down or I jot it in my phone if I think that that's a potential premise that could be um, funny. Um, one of the things that I've recently been trying to do is uh, to move away a little bit from like sort of message important stuff like uh, you know like I do stuff about cancer and incontinence and having kids and relationships and stuff and I was in my garage the other day 
And I came to realize that we have 11 buckets. And I'm like, what? Why do I have so many buckets? And where did all these come from? I just don't know how we acquired or why we acquired so many buckets in our in our garage and we've moved you know it's not like we've been here for 50 years or anything and but we seem to have brought all these buckets with us and i just thought that's such a stupid thing it's funny and a lot of comedy is is not as much the the topic or even the words but the way that it's delivered and um so when i noticed that i thought what that so then i thought this is like it struck me as odd and so then I thought, well, what can I, what can I write about this? So, so I started writing material about having eleven buckets in my garage. Interesting. <laughs> and my first thought is, you were talking about leaky bladders. <laughs> Maybe it was a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have them no, all over the house. No, but I get that. Like from a creative standpoint, it's like I know for me, even with writing or podcasting, one thing leads to another. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, even if you look behind me, if you're if somebody's on YouTube seeing this, you'll see a picture of the ocean behind me. And when I go stagnant and I can't think of anything, I just go and sit down at the ocean, exactly mm. the place behind me. I just go and I sit. And all mm -hmm. it takes is a bird flying by, a dog that runs by me, somebody walking in the distance, and it triggers a thought and creativity for me. And all of a sudden, there's a topic. And, right. And I wonder yes. even for you, like in day-to-day -day life, does that happen? Like suddenly there's a topic. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Um, topics present themselves. Um, some of the things that I talk about, about my kids, my son in particular, <laughs> um, and I've actually started writing about being a grandparent now as well. And um, the commonalities I have with my four-year-old grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, um, um, yeah, so daily life stuff, but in terms of, of writing per se and, uh, inspiration, hanging out with other comics or funny people, um, I have uh, some very funny friends, um, that, um, are definitely fodder for my material, um, just not, they're just naturally funny. And then I, um, have had the good, very good fortune uh, to become friends with uh, other comics in the Comox Valley. And so we have little writing sessions and that we come to the table, literally to my kitchen table, with uh, premises and ideas. And then we um, help each other with tags or to build or to form the sentence structure in a way that is most uh, most funny. Uh, so that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty calculated. Like the writing is not the funny part about doing comedy, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, that's wild. See, and I would never know what goes on behind it. You know, you just think, is it stand up? Do you just go up there like with a couple topics and you wing it when you're up there or everything's word for word memorized? There's a lot to it. Like, I Yeah, some people, people, some people do that. They're very clever. I am not. Um, I, I find the more you perform, the more you can sort of augment the, the, the joke and add to it and stuff because you, because yeah. comics typically are naturally funny. And so once it starts coming out of your mouth, um you, you realize um i think you've come and seen me haven't you yeah before? i did yeah Absolutely. and so i'm pretty i'm pretty animated on stage like i move my body a lot and stuff and and those are things that you can add to the sentence that help bring the the punch bigger yeah. you know yeah mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that resonated uh with me when i watched you perform is there's a lot of things about you that as much as you're making light and making fun of stuff a lot of it's real to life you know what i remember everything yeah, i talk about is real totally is like when you were talking about your son and i remember the technology thing you know going into <laughs> yeah. the rec room and you know and for yeah. those of us in my age group i'm in my late 50s and a lot of us grew up with different technology than kids are seeing today and for some older people is not funny at all <laughs> it's rather frustrating trying to deal with with the changes you know but you brought so much to light you know we talk about mm -hmm. things with the younger generation they have no clue what the heck we're talking about talk about mm -hmm. a shag rug and they're like what you're doing what on your rug <laughs> no. <laughs> no and conversely i have a list of words that i've learned from my young peers most of yeah. them are pretty um colored but um uh yeah i learned terminology and technology 
<clears throat> because I have to I have to be public and I have to put stuff on Instagram and Facebook and everything and it's just so painful. It's yeah. so painful. It's, <laughs> and I have to do it or else I don't get seen and, and, yeah. and known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole different generation that's out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I Lindy, that is one of the things that I like so much about comedy is being around young comics. Like um they're all sort of around 30 and uh most of them and uh and i just love it i just love it i love their perspective on life i love hearing what their what their um aspirations are you know um they're they're very inspiring you know they keep me motivated um you know i i i feel quite very privileged to be friends with people in that generation like it's really really fun that yeah, like awesome. I go to a green room and I'm a hundred percent the oldest person there. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it, it's funny because I go into a green room and if people don't, uh, some comics don't know who I am. I've had this happen, Lindy. I'll share this with you that um, I was at a show that had a photographer and and she was taking pictures in the green room of everybody but me because she didn't think I was a comic. No, mm-hmm. that's so. She was basing that based on your age. Oh, that's I terrible. Think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah. So, did anybody address that with her? Did anybody say anything to no, her? No, I told her that I was one of the comics, and you know what she said to me? No. She said, "Oh, good for you." Oh. <laughs> How do you respond to that? You go, oh, are you a photographer? Wow, good for you. <laughs> you know, I, I, know. I, I've had it. Actually. I've come to the door of a theater oh. and and knock and people come to the door and, you know, expect me to, to be in the lineup as an audience member. And I say, I'm one of the comics. And they say, oh, good for you. And they let me in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when a young male comic knocks on the door and he says, I'm one of the comics, they say, hey, come on in. Right. Isn't that bizarre? So do you think it's just an age thing? That I they, think they, so. They just, what do you think? Doesn't it Yeah, sound it, it is kind of bizarre that that would yeah. happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then my other fun thing about that same photographer when I came off the stage, and I mean, like, I, this was a big show. And I was one, and I was, uh, um, one of the f- feature acts, you know, it's not, it's, it's a big deal. And, you know, I, I was up there with literally the best comics in Canada. And um, and I came off stage and she, she said to me, that was actually really good. <laughs> actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what, Lindy, all I can do is walk the talk. Like, just keep on going, keep on going and proving myself and trying to stay on the high road and not be frustrated with 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 anything but wasn't there a time and i think i remember you telling me on the last podcast wasn't there somebody that one time you walked behind her after the show and she said that was really funny especially the older one or something like that what happened there again i can't remember that older lady that older lady was really funny (laughs) yeah Um, that was that was an audience member and i i just you know i appreciate that that's how i can be identified differently from from the other comics right like they might say the tall one or whatever too right yeah. like whatever um so that yeah that's what that's one of my reviews that i put on my bio is uh that older lady was really funny well, yeah <laughs> that's good my so my just... other new re- my new review that i put on now was after the nanaimo um uh festival um that um I was I was voted uh, like uh, number one feature for comedy or something like that for the festival, which was I was very proud of. Um, and and but after one of my shows, this man came up to me and he sort of starts leaning towards my ear, and I'm a little bit reluctant because people have been drinking and whatever, and lots of people want to hug me, which I don't mind. But anyway, he leans towards me and. And I'm like, you know, trying to listen to what he's saying. And he says, don't tell my my don't tell my wife I told you this, but she Peter Pat's quite a bit from laughing at you. You show. So. 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, let's not let's not tell her that you told me. Oh, that. that's hilarious. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Oh boy. So definitely mm, you almost cute. have to have that little box of panty liners at the door and hand them out. If well, them. <laughs> yeah, that's what my that's what my tagline is for my yeah. big show in uh in Victoria on March twenty third, hot flash comedy. Uh, bring your friends in your panty line. Exactly. I was thinking yeah. you need to have a big sponsor for the show, one of those panty liner companies or something. Oh, that's you know? <laughs> such a good idea, Lindy. Yeah, that's there you go. That's such a good idea. Holy yeah, moly. there you go. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Little really screenshots cool. in the middle of it when you're laughing so hard you can't hold it in. We've got, and I better not yeah. name the brand, but there you yeah, go. Yeah. That's a really Sponsored funny idea. Sponsored by. If I knew how to do that, I would. Yeah. That, that or a diaper company, one of the two. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, that's no, that, that's good. But it's good that you can make light of some of that stuff, too. And especially, mm-hmm. I think, you know, even me being in late 50s, it's like, yeah, things do change for us as we get older. And we have to be able to make light about it. You know, I think I had some friends the other day and we were laughing because when we take pictures and you look from the neck up, it's like we see these turkey wrinkles that we none of us used to have before. And sure. I was like, I don't care. I don't care if I have mm-hmm. turkey wrinkles. I don't care if I have wrinkles. I don't care if I've got some little wrinkles in my legs. I might not wear the same shorts anymore, but I don't care. I earned it. I'm this age. And I got life experience. And you can't mm-hmm. put a price mm-hmm. tag on life experience. Yeah. And, and yeah. you bring that. You've got life experience. And, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. a big part. And something that I like about your attitude is that you got to have fun today. And you have to live today for today and have fun. And I'm big on that because you've you've got to enjoy life while we're here. Well, it sure makes things well for me. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's it makes a big difference. I I look forward to doing comedy. It's the light of my life. Um, uh, as an art form, it's uh, it's finite and uh, skillful and it happens to be you know and and truly lindy there is nothing nothing more enjoyable than winning over an audience and uh watching people laugh and have fun oh my god it's it's such a privilege to be able to do that it, my my uh big goal uh is to see somebody in the audience take off their glasses and wipe tears away from laughing like once I see that I feel like I've nailed it and then um, occasionally I think it's been twice two or three times now I've seen people like taking a drink and then spitting it out because they're laughing and so (laughs) those are my two uh, scales in which I realize that I've I've nailed it that is awesome. That's a good, that's a good way to have a scale. That's pretty good. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. So if, if you're around people that aren't very chipper, and you know, I always say that. And what I think one of I wasn't I don't know if it was you or one of the other ladies on the last podcast who talked about someone that's a sad sack. They said, "Oh, nobody wants to be around a sad sack." And mm-hmm. I remember hearing that term and going, "How do you deal with that when you're prone to being funny and you're around somebody that?" It's a sad set. Um, well, I have to be quite careful now because I am quite susceptible to um, to other people's moods. And uh, it takes, actually, to be honest, it takes a lot of courage to, for me to get on stage and to stay on top of, um, you know, like I have normal life stressors like anybody else. And uh and comedy is doing comedy, performing comedy is such a relief, and hanging out with other comics is such a, a delight um, that I have to be careful of who I kind of like. I have to pace myself on on um, on sort of exposing myself to to difficult things because I can only take so much. Yeah, and it, you know, it takes a lot of courage to well like produce shows and do the do all the um marketing for them and everything like that and then to perform right and to perform and um so i have to i have to protect myself a bit from other stuff you yeah know? 
I get mm-hmm. that. And you are right that that takes a lot of courage. I mean, I I obviously have not been on the same scale that you have. I've never stood on national television, but mm-hmm. I can remember how much courage it took me just to do my first podcast. Sure. And, and, yeah. and I can, yeah, I can remember the pit in my stomach going, what have I done? I just put myself out there and what are people going to say? <laughs> what are they going to say about me doing this? And And what if I flub it? And I mean, now I'm lucky because I have the fortune that... If I get on here and I had toilet paper hanging out in the video, I could edit it out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're pre-recording, you have a little bit of an advantage to it. But if you're up there live on stage, that's really a whole different ball game. I think that's one of the things about getting um, more experience is that is figuring out how to not let anything get into your head before you get on stage. Yeah. And that's yeah. got to be a challenge. And especially if you've got stuff going on in your personal life. <laughs> and is that a stuff? Do you, do you want to go there or not go there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can yeah, go so, there. We sure. can go there. I announced on national television. So, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for anybody who doesn't know, my husband and I are experiencing, um, he was diagnosed with dementia about oh, five or six years ago now, I suppose. And of course, it's uh, it's it's coming along, and uh, so that is actually one of the one of the uh, motivators behind doing as much as I'm doing right now with comedy is because I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do it, right? Like because yeah. if I can't if I can't leave him or uh, whatever, um, then. Um, and I won't be able to travel. And here on the island, you have to travel to do it. So it's not like Vancouver where you can go out in the evening and, and do a show and come back, you know. So, um, yeah, so we decided that um, Ron, Ron is my husband. He, we, he and I decided when I was applying for Canada's Got Talent that we would use that as a platform if I had the opportunity to draw attention to... Um, largely family members who care for for partners in particular <clears throat> sometimes with elders you know there's other siblings or there's other um, you know partners or whoever but with your partner you're kind of the only one and um and so it's quite a different experience and also living with your partner and and the change of relationship that comes with uh when when uh run um, you know, with his condition. So yeah, it's uh, it impacts it impacts every every factor of one's life when that happens. That is huge. Even right now, do you have to have somebody stay with him when you go traveling? If I have to, it's okay. My son uh, and his family, his wife and kids, live nearby, and uh, which is why we moved here in the first place. After Ron was diagnosed and he couldn't uh, work anymore. Um, we moved here so that our son could um, participate in his in supporting him. And so far, that hasn't had to be uh, very much. Um, fortunately, Ron doesn't. I mean, anybody who's listening that has a, is a caregiver for a partner with dementia or Alzheimer's, it, you know, as they know, <clears throat> it varies. There's a huge spectrum mm-hmm. of capacity and ability, and and it ebbs and it flows as well. You know, some days yeah. are different than others, and and um, so at this point in time, I can go away for maybe three days, um, and with our son, maybe having Ron over for dinner or something. But Ron makes himself food, but he does, he makes sandwiches and stuff like that, but he doesn't cook, which is good. That's a big, less worry, because um, uh, he doesn't cook anymore. Um, he and I, he, when I was working and he was first retired, he did all the cooking, but uh, now he's sort of the sous chef. And but he doesn't uh, he doesn't uh, do it when I'm not here. So um, so that's 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 good. I'm glad of that. So he eats uh, things that don't need to be cooked, um, and uh, and he's okay. We've made a lot. You know, we've made adaptations. He's not able to get email anymore because he was always getting scammed. Oh no! <clears throat> yeah, by email. And- 
And you hear about that a lot, that these scholars pray pray on vulnerable people. And for a lot of elderly people or people who are experiencing early dementia, things like that, they may not have the ability to recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. So we took email off his computer so that he's a, we're all a little bit safer in that regard. And, you know, Lindy, he's a happy guy. He's uh, he's cheerful. He he likes it here. Um, we go for hikes, which is good for him. Um, we cook together every night. Um, I'm only away. Like if I I'm only away. Um, I don't know, maybe six days a month or something like that. Um, like if I do a show in Nanaimo, for example, I um, come home again um, that night. Um, if you know, and then I do Victoria, then uh, um, I I stay just what that night, and then I come home the next day. So it's uh, you know I do what I can. I do a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah, that's a long commute. That's really yeah. big. But do you just find if you were to spend the night away, would it just weigh on you that he's home and you're not? I'm not them? that much, Lindy. Not that much because he does yeah. have his routine. You know, he he's writing his memoir right now, and so oh, he's good. on. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing that, and then he he goes to bed, and and I'm often home again before he gets up. So yeah, um, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, it's it's you know at this moment, yeah, it's gonna change, but right now it's it's okay. But um, like I've got some tours coming up, and um, and he'll he comes with me for any tours, like when we did the mayor. Uh, I, I did maritime provinces. He came for that. We were gone for 10 days or something. And then we went to go see our daughter in Ontario on the way home. So anything, any length of time, he comes with me. We've got two tours booked for um, uh, Alberta, North Alberta in April, and then South Alberta in July. And um, he'll come with me for those. And you yeah. don't have to worry about him wandering or getting lost. He's not at that stage yet. or Well, not yet. Um, we did have a mishap in the Maritimes, but, um, it turned out okay. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not easy, Lindy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I have this tour coming up on the island for five days, uh, down island. So I'm going to be away from home for five days, but a friend of mine is coming to stay here. Excellent, and, and, and that he he really enjoys her. She's a she's a botanist, and so they go to the plant store and they spend money on plants, which is great. <laughs> and um, you know, she cooks with him and and engages with him, and and that's all fantastic. I couldn't do it without her. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And family and and friends for support when you're going through that is so huge. Because it's really yeah. hard to carry that by yourself, especially as things change. Definitely. Well, and then of course, support. and then interestingly, yeah. like you'd be the same in that we're the sandwich generation, right? Mm-hmm. So I've I've still got my father to go see. Oh gosh. And uh, yeah, and my sister. He lives with my sister, and um, and uh, I I go there to give her some respite, and then Ron has to come with me. So it's oh, like who's boy. It's like who's who at the zoo, man? It's oh. just <laughs> that's oh, a little boy. bit crazy. Oh, oh boy, I can just imagine. But you know, again, we go back to the humor thing, and and I was just sharing a story last night, actually, with somebody, um, someone close to me. Um, has someone that's very ill right now and we were talking last night about humor and how important humor is when you start going into times that become really difficult and Mm -hmm. you know and and I always go back to the time when I was in the nursing home or care facility whatever you want to call it and my sister and I decided to do racing down the hallway at one in the morning on our way home trying to quietly race in some chairs down the hallway (laughs) and and you know and it wasn't that we were rebellious or disrespectful or anything like that we were a couple of sandwich generation daughters who were stressed out at midnight and we needed a little bit of humor and relief and and we got into some shenanigans at one o'clock in the morning in the care home simply because we were just trying to blow off some steam with a I have, a, I have a dreadful story that I performed the other night. 
um, a dreadful story about when my dear sister was in a drug-induced coma for, like a medically-induced coma for five days. And I sat with her all day, every day, and I I wrote some material. And and I like I tell that story now and it's like I'm such a dick, but um but that is like it's funny. Like it's like I mean she's okay now, right? And Thank and goodness. when yeah. I tell that story, like she she laughs, you know, she laughs about about knowing the impact that that had on me and, and on and on her. Um so yeah, and and people again, you know, if you broach certain subjects, um people are like I've had a lot of people come up to me and say they hadn't thought that anything about having had breast cancer was funny until they heard me talk about it. And then they now they can laugh about it. So I'm pleased. I'm so pleased to switch that lens for people a little bit if I can. Um, in terms of uh, like fun and bringing humor, um, like when something bad happens for me, um, I don't have much tolerance for it because I realize that I'm just living on the edge because of my situation with my husband. And uh, so if something sort of personal happens and I'm and I'm distressed about it, I probably react to it faster and more deeply than if that wasn't happening in my life, you know? Um, well, so like uh like i just hope for people that i hope for people that they find if it's not humor that that saves them um i hope that they find some way to be creative and find purpose uh, outside of the home when they're supporting a family member um having purpose and community I think that if I didn't have comedy, I would have tried to find purpose and community in another art form um, because it's creative and you sort of start something and finish something that feels really good. Um, and uh, and comedy just happens to have the the uh, payback of of seeing you know making people laugh is such a privilege. But um, and then then I, the other thing I wish to say is like not everybody's able to get away for any length of time, you know. Um, so what you can do, what the reality is for you when you're home with a person that you need to support, to find what you can do instead of be frustrated with what you can't do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, my house is a mess. You know, my house is a bloody mess. Because it's just at this point in time, I feel like, Lindy, I think that, you know, maybe six months or a year from now, I might not be going out very much and I can clean my house up then. Yeah. And you know what? I agree with that totally. It even reminds me of something that my mom said. My, I remember when I was getting stressed out when I was raising kids and my house was a disaster and mom just said, hey, kids are only going to be little once the dust is always going to be there. Yeah. yeah, this was coming from the mother that used to be cleaning with dead all on Saturday mornings and running the vacuum. Cleaning with dead all. Wow. Remember that? I do dead yeah. all. Heard that word for a while. Yeah, I remember that. So my mom, my mom used to always tell us, "Cleanliness is godliness," and she'd be cleaning with dead all, and everything had to be all clean in the house, you know. But when our kids were little, she was telling us to chill out, don't worry about it, relax, enjoy your kids because they're only going to be little ones. Yeah, yeah, the wisdom the wisdom of somebody who's run that path already. Eh? Totally. Been there, had that show, knows how mm-hmm. it works, and, and just says, hey, you know what, you're only going to have these kids at this age for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's funny because now, you know, you're mentioning we're the sandwich generation, and now it's, you know, one step further. I'm a grandmother now, and I find myself telling my daughter, don't worry about it if your house is a mess. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just... Do what you can do and don't worry about it if once in a while the kids have to eat the same thing two or three nights in a row, whatever. <laughs> like yeah. you're feeding them. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you just you do what you have to do when yeah, you're in a, a situation where, yeah, it's you've got a lot on your plate. There's people that I hang out with, you know, in comedy that are turning 30 or 40 or whatever. And 
Ah, uh, bless him. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I, I always thought that 40 was great. Like, I knew myself better than ever before. You know, I was more at peace with myself than ever before once I hit 40. Was there any age that ever bothered you? 25. Really? Yeah, so my what, 25th what? birthday. My 25th birthday was the only birthday that I can recall where I was um, really bummed out about how old I was getting. And I realized this, Lindy, I'll share this with you, this little um, epiphany, was that I thought that by the time I was 25, I would have a certain amount of uh, and accomplishments and achievements, you know. And I, you know, I I had a, a nice, uh, like, job and you know could go on vacation i had a motorcycle and a car and my own apartment and everything and i everything was so good but i thought that it would be more and then i realized at some point that my image of what i would be and do at 25 was created when i was about 12. yeah and that's true and i think that's a generational thing because I had this conversation with someone the other day that back in our day, in our generation, a lot of us had it in our heads. This is what you do. You grow up, you get out of high school, you get married, you have children. This is what your life is supposed to be. Mm. And I mean, just where I grew up, that's how it was for a lot of us. And mm. you have it in your head. You're supposed to be here at this point in your life. You're supposed to be here at this point in your life. I know when I turned 30, I struggled the day before my 30th birthday totally struggled. I'm like, look where I'm at in my life. I haven't accomplished this. I haven't accomplished that. And I just tore myself through the ringer that I hadn't done all these things I should have done. And then I got up on my 30th birthday and I looked in the mirror and I went, well, what the heck? I look the same as I did yesterday. My life is still the same. I'm happy. So what's it matter whether I did this or did that or did this? I'm happy and I've got great people around me. And and it was funny how one night, one sleep changed my train of thought. And Mm -hmm. I just looked in the mirror and went, I'm no different today than I was yesterday. What was I so stressed out about? Now I laugh. I go 30. That's nothing. That's a baby. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. that's nothing. Mm -hmm. But yeah. 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 I think I I enjoy the the wisdom and the self-knowledge of my years. I'm 64. Don't look it. You don't look well, it. You don't act no. it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. No, that's the other thing. That's the other Just thing. You know, I went into, I went into uh, this gym and I there's all these women that are like my age and older. And I'm like, oh, man, it's all old women. And it's like, oh, this isn't for me because I'm not. And then I realized I am one of them. Oh. And it's not a bad thing. Like, I'm an ageist, you know. That's why, you know, that's why I'm so sensitive to other people being like that with me is because I'm like that with me. I, yeah. I am an ageist, not with myself, but with other people. I look at them and I have certain expectations based on their ages yeah, and assumptions based on their ages. And people do that to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they shouldn't do that to you because you're capable of anything at any age. Well, you and I know that, but you yeah. know, when people are younger, they, that they don't know that. Yeah. Right? And that yeah. comes with just with age and with learning and yeah, you know, and experiences. You know, yeah. like if you don't know anybody in that group of people, like yeah. be, like with com- comedians, for example, um, you know, somebody might see uh, a person who looks a certain way um, and think that like they might be irresponsible or they might be a drug user or whatever. But all these young people that I hang out with, they're so ambitious and they're so smart and clever. And uh, and and so when I see people that age, I just love them. I just can't wait to hear what they got going on and, you know, what's going on in their life and what are their ambitions and stuff, you know. But other people might, who don't know people from that group, might have a different experience with them, you know. Yeah, and they often say that if you're older, being around younger people is a good thing. I know somebody talked about buildings one time when you live like in condos or seniors' buildings. And I know somebody who's a senior once who said, I don't want to go to a senior's building because I want to be around younger people because that's mm-hmm. going to keep me feeling young. I don't want yeah. to feel like I have to always be with people my age. I want to be with a mixture of people, mixture of experiences. Yes, and yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it, it can mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. So, so what have you got going on now for the rest of oh, rest of the yeah. month? You've got lots going on. You've got lots of I shows, a, right? I do have a lot. I'm just pulling up my calendar. I think what I'd like to do is probably send you something to put on your website or something because I've got um, the main things. I have a little bit of a reprieve, but I have a big um, a show in Chilliwack on the mainland uh, on March 8th, celebrating International Women's Day. And then the fun begins. On March 13th, there's a, a big show uh, in um, the Surrey Arts Center um, where I'm opening for Julie Kim. And then on March 14th, I opened for Julie Kim at uh, Mary Winsmere in Victoria. And then I opened for her here in Courtney at the Sid Williams on March 15th. Um, and then and the big thing for me that I wanted to advertise was uh, um, oh this might be good for some people I, I have um, a show in Duncan at Small Block Brewery um, on March 21st uh, on March 22nd we're on Gabriola Island wow um, yeah that's cool and then I have my really big show I want you and and a hundred of your closest friends to buy tickets for. And that's on March 23rd at the McPherson in Victoria. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it's a weekend away. Hot, yeah, it's hot flash comedy. And, uh, <laughs> Love so, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what so day that's again? That's March, March, March 23rd at the okay. McPherson. And nice. um, yeah, tickets are online through their website. And uh, so I'm headlighting that. And the lady that I toured the Maritimes with, Kathy Boyd, um, she's coming from Toronto to to open it. Wow. And then there's a young local uh, comedian named Patricia Ellen that's emceeing that show, okay. so, which I, I'm delighted um, to be doing it. Yeah. Wow, that is cool. So it sounds like you've got a very full schedule coming up. I, I, I will say, too, that I've got March 28th at the Cumberland Legion. Oh, wow. That's yeah, neat. That'll be yeah. fun. That'll be really fun. Uh, my buddy Ray Morrison is coming up from Vancouver to do that. He's really funny. And then um, Hornby Island on March 29th. That's a big schedule. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, March is big. March is always big for uh, women comics mm. just because okay. it's the International Women's Day month. I like ah, to Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And also, I'm, you know, created this tour for Kathy and I. Um, wow. Victoria, uh, Victoria um, Duncan, and uh, Gabriola, and then the um, uh, McPherson in Neat. Victoria. So now, do you have a website with all these links on it where somebody's following you? I don't have you? a website, Mindy. That would just uh, be too smart. I can be found <laughs> on I can be found on Facebook and um, perfect and Instagram and and um, also yeah, I'll send you all the links for tickets. Okay. So, but I do Facebook as well too. So I have everything on Facebook, and I can put links on my Facebook as sure. well too, and okay. in my show notes because my podcast does go out through multiple platforms. Oh, right. So right. you know, if people are listening, they might be on Apple Podcasts, they might be on Spotify. Um, I, there's a whole bunch of platforms that pick up my podcast, and so if it's okay. in the show notes, it'll I can put some links in there as well. Okay, thanks. Courtesy yeah. links. Yeah, thanks. Linda, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can do that, and that'll help. So <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, definitely check my show notes. You'll get some links in the yeah. show notes as well too. And yeah, and I'm really glad that you came on and had a little bit of a chat about it. And well, it's, thanks for checking in on me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate I appreciated you coming to the show and uh, yeah. following up after. Yeah, it's absolutely. great. Absolutely. And you know what I'm going to be doing now? Every time I leave a bathroom, I'm going to be checking the back of my pants when I leave just to make sure that there's no toilet paper. That story's going to stick with me. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that's, yeah, do it, Lindy. You oh, that's, it, that's it can't too be funny. too safe. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's but I, I'm just I'm just joking about that. But uh definitely and if you happen to be listening to this and you happen to be related to anybody that owns a panty liner company, please know that Sid is looking for a show sponsor. Oh my god, wouldn't that be great? Oh my god. Ah, uh, there you oh, go. You know, I just wanted to add that one of the things like we joking about the sponsor, but one of the things that I in terms of, you know, Ron's condition, one of my the next 
level that I want to go now that I've gone public about that is that, you know, doing, like I invited the Parkinson's Society and the Alzheimer's Society in Victoria to the show. Like I gave them a code for discounted tickets. Excellent. And, um, you know, I just really hope that people who are caring for somebody can come out to a show and have a laugh and, you know, have a little break on the ticket price and stuff. And uh, yeah, my big aspiration after getting on television or while I'm working towards that is to to like do fundraisers and stuff for for Alzheimer's Society, that sort of thing. I can definitely vouch for that. Many, many years ago, I was a family caregiver support group facilitator mm. up in the Yukon, um, and I helped start a support group up there as well. And it was very near and dear to my heart at the time. And I definitely will say that the Alzheimer's Society of BC did so much for providing support. I always Mm. talk about, I remember the day the box of brochures arrived. This was many years ago. And there was brochures in there that talked about everything we had to deal with. Early stage, mid stage, late stage, how to deal with the holidays, how to navigate changes, what to do when it's time to no longer be driving. They had so much in there. And, And I can honestly tell you that I followed their website and I followed the website of the Alzheimer's Society of Canada to a T when yeah. I was dealing with it. And I found that was my go-to for information. It was like every time I needed to know something, either I talked to healthcare professionals or I was on that Alzheimer's Society website. And yeah, I go to a support group in Courtney and I'm so grateful for it. There is yeah. just, People are sympathetic, but they do not understand. And it's just yeah. so such a game changer to be with people who who walk that same path yeah. and understand you don't have to explain anything yeah. they know already and it, it feels so good to be understood and yeah. not not feeling judged you know yeah. because that, oh, that God, yeah. because ju- there's no room for judgment when somebody's dealing yeah. with a family member or a friend who's got alzheimer's or dementia mm-hmm. cuz mm-hmm. like you say everybody's journey is different Everybody is different and how one person is affected by it isn't going to be the same as the next person yeah, next door. Yeah, but the yeah. but the impact is very similar to everybody who's exposed mm-hmm. to it because it's a grieving process. It's a grieving process for you. It's yeah. a grieving process for the person that's being affected by it. Yeah. And and you have to look after you to be able to look after someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm big on that. If you don't look after yourself, you won't be in shape to look after someone else. And yeah. having a bit of humor and a bit of fun helps mm-hmm. to keep you so that you're able to still keep doing what you're doing, then yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad to hear that you've got a support group for it. Yes, that, yes. That is you. really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I see the sun shining. I'm looking outside. We actually have blue sky today, so I think yes, I'm gonna, we do. It's lovely gonna, out. Going to head out and go get my little dog for a walk here. Okay, it'd be a good thing. I'm so glad that we had this chance to chat today. Yeah, thank thanks you so a lot. much. Ah, yeah, thanks for thank coming you. back on the show, and maybe we can touch base again. And, you know, in a few more months and just find out how it's going, how the tours went, and you can let us know okay. what's going on in your world. See if you okay. have any any more st- wild stories you can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Sid. Take, take care. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to click like and share it so others can enjoy it also. Join the Lindy's Audio Cafe podcast group for updates. Oh, and positive reviews are always welcome as well. (laughs) Check the show notes for updated links. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.